Alrighty, what, what's going on, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Jim Bratton Podcast. And I guess I'm going to do today what Barstool Sports would refer to as a emergency press conference. Because over the course of the last 24 hours or so, there's been a little bit of breaking news involving a all-pro, a now free agent all-pro wide receiver and the possibility of the Tennessee Titans going out and trying to sign said free agent all-pro receiver. I'm, of course, talking about DeAndre Hopkins or Nuke Hopkins as they often called him back in his days in Houston. And I guess my answer to the question of should the Titans go out and sign DeAndre Hopkins or at least try to make him an offer, I've seen something on Twitter over the course of the last day or so, and again, we're talking about a Twitter sphere which has done away with a lot of the a lot of the blue check mark crowd, if you will, due to the whole uh, Twitter blue situation, and the of course the people who did not decide to pay for Twitter blue, uh, of course, no longer have a blue check mark. I, of course, did not. I, of course, saw this report from someone who does not have a blue check mark. So make of this what you will, but just for what it is worth, what I've seen is this report of the Titans possibly talking to Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry about extending their contracts in an effort to create some more cap space to make an offer to Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. And the reason why they're, of course, having to do this is because the Titans are sort of salary cap strapped at the moment, and they ain't got a lot of money on the books right now, and once again, I'm of course feeling very obligated to say thank you very much, J-Rub, for that, but let's just say hypothetically that the Titans were to reach agreement on restructured contracts with Henry and Tannehill, creating X amount of cap space to go out and get D-Hop. Do I think that the Titans should be interested in doing that? I don't even think it's a question, really. The, The answer is absolutely yes, they should. But the question of will they is a very, very 
much different animal. But, of course, by, by all means, they obviously should, because as I've laid out on a previous episode of this show, when I was talking about the uh, lack of depth at the wide receiver position for the Tennessee Titans, uh, it's, it's, shall we just say, it's not very good. It is not very good. And there's a lot of question marks involved on the, in, the, in the wide receiver room as well. And, of course, signing DeAndre Hopkins would go a very long way to answering some of those wide receiver depth questions. But I will, of course, be getting into the DeAndre Hopkins situation as it relates to the Titans a little bit more in detail here in a few minutes. But let me just give you guys a little bit of background about DeHop. Uh, He is, of course, a free agent after being released by the Arizona Cardinals, where he has been, had been since, I believe, 2020. And he was really, really a much-needed piece that the Cardinals, again, really needed uh, due to the due to them wanting to develop their young quarterback Kyler Murray, and for a while he was actually a very very valuable asset to the team. And his best year with the Cardinals actually came in his first year with the team in 2020. But he's kind of been sort of trending down as it relates to the last two or three years in the desert because of mainly the injury issues surrounding Kyler Murray in particular. But touching on last year's stats as it relates to D-Hop in 2022, where he only played nine games due to the fact that he was also dealing with some injury issues of his own. Needless to, needless to say, the Cardinals obviously did, did not have a very good season last year. And that is, of course, the reason why they ended up picking in the top 10 of the NFL draft this year. But as it relates to D-Hop last season, in the nine games that he was able to play in due to injury, 64 catches, uh, a little over 700 receiving yards, 717 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. And when you look at those numbers on paper, obviously they're nothing to write home about by any means. But when you look at 
what his career numbers are, going back to when he entered the league in 2013 from Clemson. This is... And I, of course, remember DeAndre Hopkins very, very well during his days at Clemson. This was, of course, before the dynasty that we saw with Clemson football, which began in, of course, 2014-2015 and is now dying out, apparently. But that is a much different topic for a different time. But I, of course, remember D-Hop very, very well when he was at Clemson. I also remember him extremely well during his early days with the Houston Tux Houston Texans, excuse me, because he torched the Tennessee Titans, shall we say, more than once, to put it lightly, during his early tenure in Houston. And to, just to touch on some of his career numbers very, very briefly since 2013. 853 catches, uh, 11,298 receiving yards, 71 touchdowns. 853 catches, 11,298 receiving yards, and 71 touchdowns. That is what he has done by himself during, obviously, a very, very extended period of time. And needless to say, Having, having said that these numbers are, of course, over an extended period of time for DeAndre Hopkins, needless to say, the current Tennessee Titans receiving core, when you add up all of their career numbers, they obviously come nowhere. Cl- they are not even in the same hemisphere as the numbers that the that D Hop has put together over his whole career. Not even in the same hemisphere are the tennis, current Tennessee Titans receiver room as compared to DeAndre Hopkins by himself. Of course over a ten year period for D-Hop, is it, having said that, is it really any surprise that the fan base, that Titans Twitter is up in arms and saying that we should go out and sign DeAndre Hopkins right now? Is there really any surprise that Titans Twitter, uh, feels that way, I don't think so. I don't think there is. And, of course, one of the next questions that you may be inclined to ask me is, Jim, why are the Cardinals 
Moving on from D-Hop, why are they doing this? Why are they essentially burning 20 to, about $22.5 million, which is the, cap, the salary cap hit that the Arizona Cardinals will be facing for making this release before June 1st and Everybody likes to make a big deal about the quote-unquote post-June 1st designation as it relates to salary caps. I don't really have too much time to get into that particular topic today. I will leave that conversation to be had among people who know maybe a little bit more about salary cap structures and other things of that nature than perhaps I do. But what I, what I can say, uh, even with me being a quote-unquote ignoramus in some ways to the salary cap issue, here's what I do know. Uh, I'm very well aware of the fact that $22.6 million is an extremely large amount of money. Extremely large amount of money. And, of course, despite taking this $22.6 million hit, the Cardinals are only saving, I believe, about $8 million or so out of releasing DeAndre Hopkins. And that may seem like a bit of a loss to the Cardinals' salary cap for this year, but that would probably be because it is very much so, but... I guess the Cardinals came to the realization and new general manager Monty Ossenfort came to the realization of really quick sidebar before I get into the rest of this point. You may remember Monty Ossenfort, former uh, Tennessee Titans executive, just to go ahead and make even more connections with the Tennessee Titans and D-Hop here. Uh, Monty Ossenfort, I guess, came to the realization that despite the very, very large amount of money that goes along with this salary cap hit, the time had come to essentially just cut their losses and move on from D-Hop. Obviously, we're talking about a total new, totally new regime coming into Arizona with Monty Ossenfort and new head coach Jonathan Gannon taking the helm of the Arizona Cardinals. And another thing that really doesn't help the 
DeAndre Hopkins and Arizona Cardinals situation and whether or not this has anything to do with the team making the release official prior to June the 1st, I, I happen to believe, yes, it does. Uh, whether or not that actually has anything to do with this release, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was a guest on the I Am Athlete podcast recently, and he was asked, who are some of the quarterbacks that you would like to play with uh, during the course of your NFL career as the career starts to wind down, if you will. And, of course, DeAndre Hopkins has maybe a little bit left in the tank, but he's not necessarily someone you would want to invest invest in for five years. Two, I would say two or three is probably the max as it relates to DeAndre Hopkins and how much time you would want to put into him. And I would say at this point, it's probably a little bit closer to two than it is to three years. And five, and of course, as I said, nowhere close to five, but Nevertheless, he was asked which quarterbacks you would like to play with as you wind down what remains of your career. And I cannot remember exactly who all was on the List. Actually, I do remember a few of those quarterbacks. Uh, Josh Allen was one of them. Justin Herbert was one of them. And Patrick Mahomes, obviously, was on the list as well. And shall we just, shall we just say that Kyler Murray, who is, of course, the current quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, was not on that list of names that DeAndre Hopkins rattled off on the I Am Athlete podcast. That is obviously a major red flag, or should pop up, as a major red flag to a lot of people. And certainly, if you were to ask me, Jim, do you think the fact that Kyler Murray was not on the list of names that DeAndre Hopkins rattled off, do you think that had anything to do with his release prior to June the 1st? And my answer to that would, of course, be, uh, yeah, probably. But nevertheless, uh, having said all of that, DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a Cardinal. Here is where the Titans connections come in. 
And, of course, as I mentioned before and have mentioned on this show many times and will will probably continue to mention on this show until the quarterback, excuse me, the wide receiver situation for the Titans changes as Ran Carthon and Mike Rabel have said, you know, they basically said that we've got a long way to go till September, and obviously it's May right now, and there's a lot of things that could change around the league and blah, 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 as it relates to the receiver situation goes. Okay, Ran. Okay, Mike, uh, when, are, when are you going to do something about that is the question that I would ask. And obviously, you would hope that much like is the case with this, that certain guys will become available and the Titans what could potentially pounce on those unnamed TBD free agent wide receivers. But up to this point, of course, they have not. And so the wide receiver situation currently for the Titans is not that great. And as I was alluding to earlier, the financial situation for the Titans is not that great either. And, of course, they still have to sign what is left of their draft class, including their top two draft picks in Peter Skaronsky and Will Levis, who I'm sort of Warming up to, in some ways, mainly, of course, due to the videos that I see from Rookie Minicamp, where he's completing very good, very good passes down the field with a lot of touch and speed involved in those passes. But, of course, we're talking about rookie minicamp where you do not have defenders chasing after you with their hands in your face at the same time. And so you've got to, in many ways, take all of that with a grain of salt. But in some ways, I'm sort of beginning to, beginning to warm up to Will Levis. And, of course, we'll see what happens with the undrafted free agents that will inevitably end up being signed. So the Titans have, I believe I saw about $11 million or so available in salary cap space. That number will will most likely come down after the Levis and Skaronsky contracts are signed. And $11 million, not a 
very not a very large amount of money by any means. And the Titans, as I alluded to earlier, will have to make some money moves to clear up some salary cap room for D-Hop. But one of the primary connections that a lot of people like to make when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins is the obvious familiarity with Mike Vrabel and Tim Kelly, who will, of course, be stepping in as the new offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. And it's going to be very interesting to see the types of changes that Tim Kelly is going to make. And apparently, he is going to make some, uh, despite, which may be a little hard to believe for some Titans fans due to Tim Kelly being on the coaching staff last season. And what those changes are, I think to a very large degree, not a lot of people know outside of the building at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park. But apparently there's going to be a little bit more speed involved in the scheme, which is certainly something that Titans fans in particular would be very interested in seeing. But the obvious connections are there with D-Hop and the coaching staff. Here is where the hard part of the conversation comes in. And I have to take a brief pause and take some deep breaths and some sighs because here's where the next question comes in that you may ask. Do I think that DeAndre Hopkins is going to end up signing with the Tennessee Titans? I, I do not. And the Titans, obviously, while they would love very much to have DeAndre Hopkins in their lineup and certainly in their receiver room, when you look at the certainly the lack of depth outside of Traylon Burks, and obviously, do I think DeAndre Hopkins would be a, a very ideal mentor to a young up-and-coming receiver in Traylon Burks? I absolutely do, and that is certainly something that Traylon Burks was not able to get from Bobby Trees last season. Of course, Bobby Trees had his own injury issues as well, much like DeAndre Hopkins did. But that's a different conversation 
for a different time. And so I think D-Hop would be an ideal mentor to Traylon Burks, and the Titans would very, very much love to have him. Having said that, it, it takes two to tango, folks. And you may remember the list of names that DeAndre Hopkins rattled off on the I Am Athlete podcast. And, of course, Kyler Murray, as I mentioned, was not on that list. Ryan Tannehill was also not on that list either. And, of course, the another thing DeAndre Hopkins said is that basically he doesn't have any interest in playing with one of the younger quarterbacks at this stage of his career. So you can probably assume that Will Levis and certainly Malik Willis were not on that list of names either. But does it hurt to try to go out and sign a guy like D-Hop? Obviously not. Certainly not. And if the Tennessee Titans front office gets a little bit more aggressive than they have been, historically speaking, aside from the, and I'm very well aware of the fact that J-Rob traded for Julio Jones. That is not lost on me at all. Having said that, the Julio Jones experiment is certainly something that I would prefer to be lost on me in the not-too-distant future as soon as possible. And obviously the, the real ones out there, if you will, as it relates to the Titans fan base and people familiar with the Titans organization do not have not forgotten that the Titans did go out and pick up Randy Moss off of waivers way back when. I can gosh, I can, I cannot remember exactly what year they did this. They picked up Randy Moss. I believe I was in high school, so we're talking years and years and years ago at this point. And aside from those two moves, really the Tennessee Titans have failed to invest much capital in the wide receiver position. They certainly haven't made it a high priority, shall we say, to go out and target receivers in free agency. And this is aside from the Julio Jones and I guess the 
Robert Woods trade to some degree because at the time we expected that Robert Woods would give more to the Titans than he ended up giving to the Titans. But aside from that list of two or three moves, there really has not been that much historical investment in the receiver position as it relates to the Titans. But I guess it doesn't hurt to try, and certainly the Titan Nation or Titans Twitter or Titans fans or whatever you want to call that group of people is, as I mentioned before, up in arms about going out and getting D-Hop. We gonna get D-Hop. But, of course, while I, while I, as a member of the Titans fan base, I'm not, I would not call myself a member of Titans Twitter necessarily, just based off of some of the crazy things that I've seen Titans Twitter do on, well, Twitter. But while I understand the position that they are taking on this side of the argument, it really does take two to tango, if you will. And I just don't think, as of this moment, and certainly there's some things and some reports that could come out that could surprise me to some degree. But at this moment, I just do not see the Titans and DeAndre Hopkins reaching an agreement. And frankly, I really don't see the Titans being on DeAndre Hopkins' radar at this point aside from the obvious connections, and they're fine connections to have, don't get me wrong, but I just do not really see D-Hop being in line with that way of thinking. Here's where I do see D-Hop wanting to go, and the running theme that you're going to see with these teams is that all of them are very much contenders for the Super Bowl. Starting with the Baltimore Ravens, who have obviously done a very good job of assembling a really big core of weapons. I mean, aside from possibly DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, we're talking about Mark Andrews. We're talking about the recently acquired Odell Beckham Jr. We're talking about Zay Flowers, the first round draft pick of the Baltimore Ravens out of Boston College. And of course, the 
main thing that the Ravens have going for them is the return of the trigger man, if you will, in Lamar Jackson. And just at a point of, as a point of personal privilege, I should say, uh, did I not predict a few weeks ago and months ago that Lamar Jackson was going to go back to the Ravens? Didn't I, didn't I say that was going to happen even during the, the back and forth between Lamar and the Ravens? Did I not think and predict that that would happen? I think I did. I think I did. And if you ask Lamar, apparently this was the plan all along was for him to be in Baltimore. It really speaks to the sort of house of cards situations that go on in the NFL with not just this situation, but very much with the quarterback that plays for the team that this next team that I'm going to rattle off that I think would be a very good fit for DeAndre Hopkins in his mind. I'm, of course, talking about A.A. Ron and the New York football Jets. And obviously the Jets have a very attractive situation going on with themselves right now because, of course, they boast a very good defense and a very good, young, stable of running backs and receivers. And what was that other thing that they did? Oh, yeah, they also went out and traded for Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, when you're talking about the situations that DeAndre Hopkins would be attracted to, certainly the New York Jets are one of them. And of course, the Chiefs are another team as well. I'm not going to say nothing really, nothing else really needs to be said about the Chiefs other than, yes, they did just win the Super Bowl, and yes, Patrick Mahomes is still their quarterback. And, of course, it's a big question nowadays as well of could Patrick Mahomes seek another restructured deal of his own despite the fact that he just signed a 10-year contract not that long ago. But the Chiefs, obviously, are going to be high on the list of names that would be attractive to D-Hop. And the Buffalo Bills are one of those teams as well. And, of course, while he did mention that Josh Allen was one of those guys and is one of those guys that he would love to play with. I, of course, think 
that Buffalo would be very inclined to reach out to DeAndre Hopkins because they need another weapon outside of Stefan Diggs because are you really going to get enough consistency from Gabe Davis to really make a deep playoff run, certainly a much deeper playoff run than you've made excuse me, than you've made in years past? Are you really going to get that type of consistency from Gabe Davis as a number two? Uh, I don't know, and I don't think the Buffalo Bills know the answer to that question either, to be quite honest. And so those are just four of the teams that I think would be very interested themselves in, in going out and signing D-Hop. Baltimore, Kansas City, uh, Buffalo, and the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And coming back to the Titans situation, as it relates to the wide receiver makeup of the wide receiver room, if you will, uh, the one thing that I will say is that you know we've talked an awful lot about how hashtag ran has a plan. Of course, referring to Ran Carthon and the Titans front office. Uh, they, they better they better figure out what that plan is and they bigger they better figure out an answer to all of the questions that they have and for a lot of I guess I'm speaking on behalf of Titans Twitter to some degree uh, that they better figure out what that plan is pretty quickly because they can say that it's ju it's just May all they want to. And, of course, today is May the 27th. And, you know, time flies. And eventually, I know we're, we're in OTAs right now. The Titans are currently wrapping up the first stage of OTAs, I believe. And... Of course, this is May. Eventually, you get into June, and tra training camp, of course, rolls around in July and the early part of August, and the preseason rolls around in into the middle of August, obviously. And before you know, it'll be September the... September the... 10th, 11th, or 12th, I cannot remember exactly when the day of the Titans regular season opener is. But the main point that I'm trying to make here is, before you know it, it'll be September, 
And the Titans are in the Superdome kicking off week one against the New Orleans Saints. And if the current makeup of the Titans wide receiver room does not change between May the 27th and September the 10th, 11th, or 12th. If the current state of that room does not change, that is going to make a lot of people mad if we are rolling out with uh, with the top three receivers being Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook Akine, and Chris Moore slash Kyle Phillips. That is going to make a lot of people very, 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 very angry. And I'm probably going to be one of those people, to be honest. And if hashtag... The last thing I will say before I get out of here for today, if hashtag... Rand has a plan, as they like to say. Uh, they better, they better figure out in very short order what it is, because if they do not, prior to that week one opener in New Orleans, Louisiana, then that is going to make a lot of people very, 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 very very upset, and that's really all that I have to say about that, and that is all that I have to say on this emergency press conference edition of You Will, of the Jim Bratton podcast, and I very much appreciate you for tuning in, whether you are watching or listening to the show, and I will see you guys very soon. Take care.